welcome to the Well and Wealthy podcast with your host, Alicia McPherson. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode. And I am back. It has been a minute. I have been working behind the scenes at some pretty cool things for my programming first method, and it has been a ride the last few months. There's been so many cool things that have happened that have that that have been changed, and ah, I'm just excited to dive back into sharing my wisdom on this podcast because I had so much beautiful feedback from you, and I'm just so grateful you're listening in and continue to listen listen in to to these conversations. So thank you for being here. Today, I wanted to share a case study of one of our clients who lost 50 pounds and 38 inches in just over five months. And she is just an incredible human that I wanted to come on and just share what she did and how she did it. Because I get a question a lot of like, okay, how, Alicia, how are you helping these people lose weight? What do you actually do? How is this any different from other things? And I totally respect this question so much. And I always explain what my five pillars of success are. Hormones, right? Activating the fat burning hormones, calming, regulating the fat storing hormones, metabolic flexibility and efficiency so that we are taking the calories that we are eating, converting them to energy so that we have limitless energy instead of what tends to happen is we take those calories and we store it as fat, (laughs) which is not as fun the inflammation and stress regulation piece, because if you're a hot inflamed cortisol mess, it's going to be very difficult to lose weight. The detox and digestion, so making sure we're supporting your body's ability to get rid of the toxins, the hormones that are circulating, we need to get rid of them or it leads to toxin weight gain. And then also the success programming, because if we have this failure mindset or this mindset that we are broken or this mindset of nothing ever works for me. You know, I'm going to continue struggle. Even if we've seen our parents or like maybe our mom or our our dad or whatever figure that you grew up with struggling to lose weight and, and not finding success with anything, then you might have just assumed that's the way that it's going to be for yourself. So you can go on these diets, but then you start self-sabotaging because you've got that programming of nothing's going to work. So why bother? And this can linger in the subconscious. You don't even know what's happening, but you're self-sabotaging every week. And this is a big reason why. So I just wanted to take and I mean, I tell people this and then they're like, okay, I get it. <laughs> that makes sense. Your method, it makes sense. But how, like, tell me how. So I wanted to start sharing more of the case studies that we do with our clients. And this one particular client really stood out to me because she resonates with so many other stories I hear from our clients or people that want to join people on social media. So she had about 50 pounds to lose. Um, and she was able to lose all of that in five and a half months. So we lost 50 pounds, 38 inches. And as much as I'd love to share the pictures with you, I I really always respect my client's privacy. So I'm not going to share her name on here just to to respect her privacy. She does share a lot on my um, free Facebook group. And and so you could probably find her words in there if you wanted to. But I'm I'm just going to share the gist of what she did and how she was able to get such significant results. So it's important to see where she started 
from because it really shaped the approach that we took with her. So this particular client, she's been struggling with her weight for, for over 10 years. So she had a very ambitious career. She was quite busy. She's just started a family, had two kids, and she was gaining about 10 pounds a year. Now she is someone like myself, used to play fairly competitive sports, always on the go, always on the move, never had to worry about her weight before, like grew up thin, fit. It wasn't until she was into her late 20s, once I always call it like adulting, (laughs) once you get into the adulting phase of your life, now the stress piles on and you gain all this weight. But that's what happened to her. That's what happened to me. That's what happened to her is she hit that, what I call the metabolic switch, where her metabolism took a nosedive and she was gaining. So she was hitting about 10 pound gain per, per year. And at that, she didn't really notice until the 30 pound. I mean, she noticed, but didn't really pay attention to it until she had gained the 30 pounds. A lot of stress in her job and a lot of expectations in her personal life, caring for um, her, her parents, um, in in certain medical issues and then also the expectation of of being a mom and and trying to navigate life working in a job caring for parents and also trying to to be the best mom she could be so there was a lot of mom guilt that came up in our conversations now the reason why she reached out is she noticed she was it was really impacting her life. Like she wouldn't go out with her friends anymore. She was only comfortable to be around her partner and her kids. Like she didn't want to go to dinner dates with her girlfriends, didn't want to go see them just because she felt ashamed and she didn't want to dress up. Like she was embarrassed. And so she would deny, she would say, oh, it's too busy with the kids. I've got too many things going on with the career. Um, Just excuses to avoid being really seen or misunderstood or judged or embarrassed. Family barbecues were always a big trigger for her or like any kind of family events, family parties, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, like any time the family was together was a big trigger. She would have anxiety for days before going because no one would ever say anything to her, but she'd walk into a room and feel like people were judging her, feel like behind the scenes, people were saying, hey, did you see how much weight she gained? I can't even recognize her anymore. And so it was hard to go to these things with those stories that she was saying. And again, no one said anything to her. Husband was so supportive. Her family was so supportive. It's just that thought that she had when she was in these situations of they must be talking about me. They're judging me. I'm embarrassed. I feel ashamed over what's going on. Now, a big trigger for her was she was at a friend's bridal shower and having a good time, but as soon as the camera came out, it ruined her entire mood for the rest of the day because she was thinking, okay, now I'm going to have to see these photos online and I'm embarrassed of how I look. I'm embarrassed of how I feel. And now I've got to go relive this moment on photos. Everyone else is going to see too. So she just got into her head about it, right? She was like obsessing over what those photos were going to be. It was this anxious like trigger for her. Now, she loved her job, but she could tell that she was holding herself back, scared to speak up, scared to share ideas. She had the thought that she wanted to start her own business, but alongside the weight gain, she was exhausted. So she's she's thought, how can I ever have the energy to do what I want to do and, and fulfill my passions and have my own business if I can barely keep up with the life that I'm living right now? I've already got enough mom guilt. I, I just can't. So energy levels were very, very low. I'd rate them at two at a, at a 10 in terms of energy. And then the last motivator that she had was 
pain. Joints were hurting. It was hard to walk, hard to walk upstairs. Her knees ached, her back ached. And I mean, I've gone through chronic pain in the, in the past. I had a very, pretty severe back injury when I was 19 and it's really hard to enjoy life and find happiness and, and be the best self when you're in pain. So that was showing up as irritability, not able to do the things that she wanted to do um, and not able to play with the kids that she play with her kids the way that she wanted to. So the pain was quite debilitating. All right. So obviously all of this impacted her professionally, her family life, right? Intimacy took, took a hit. And when we first talked to her, she was obviously scared. She was nervous. She was, she was skeptical, I would say, because she tried so many things in the past. Once she hit the 30 pound weight gain, she had that moment where she said, I have to do something about this. I can't gain any more weight. This has gone too far. So she did Octavia. She worked with other naturopathic doctors, dietitians, personal trainers. It wasn't for lack of effort. She really put in the effort there, but she was skeptical, right? She was nervous. She was like, okay, why should I, why should I try this? So some of the coaching I always do with, with our clients, because a lot of you listening have tried a lot of things in the past and I respect that. And I, and I, and I'm very um, mindful of that. And so it can feel defeating every time you go and try something new and it's like, Oh, you know, will I ever achieve success? Will anything ever work with work for me? So the coaching that I do around this, and and I've been in some coaching and business programs where I didn't achieve success, but it doesn't stop me from continuing to take action because I'm so committed to my goal. I will keep going until I figure it out. I know that everything that I do is a stepping stone to my success. Everything is building new momentum and every single thing is an opportunity for healing and growth. So that's a mindset that I have, even if you know, I've been, I've been, I've been in programs that were awful. I've been in situations where the coaching wasn't as expected. I, I totally get that, but I'm also so desire focused. Like I know what I want and I'm going to constantly keep moving towards that. So you can use this, this exercise. It's helped me a lot, but I will ask people, or I think to myself, okay, cool. I get it. I get that I'm nervous. I get that I'm skeptical. I can get that I'm scared. What is the worst case scenario? The worst thing that my brain could potentially come up with if I do this. And so hers was, well, I'll just invest this money and then I won't be successful and I'll just waste the money away again. And instead of contributing to my family, I've just, again, done another program for myself and that that will just be that. And I said, okay, cool. That's the worst case. Yes. Well, will you be okay if you go through this? Will you be okay if you invest the money and nothing happens, you get no success and you feel like you wasted it instead of going on a family vacation? Will you be okay? Uh, Yeah, you know what? My ego will be bruised, definitely. But at the end of the day, I will be fine. I have a job, like I, you know, I will be fine. My family will be fine. Okay, cool. So that's the worst case. Next question I ask is what's the best case scenario? Well, the best case is, I lose the 50 pounds. I've got no more pain. I can play with my kids. I can go on walks again. Maybe I start my own business. I build more financial freedom for myself, for my family. Maybe I'll have you know a better intimate life with my partner. Right? Maybe I'll just have so much energy. My kids can't even keep up with me. And I, I had her paint out that best case scenario. And then I ask, and I ask myself, I ask my clients, okay, what's worse? What is worse? Going through the worst case scenario or missing out on the best case. 
and then you know what your next move, move is. Okay, so again, what is the worst case scenario? Will you be okay if that happens? Awesome, what's the best case scenario? Now, what's worse? Going through the worst case or missing out on the best case? Now, there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer to this. It's what feels right for you in that moment. So for her, it was, you know what? I'll survive if I go through the worst case scenario. I got to keep figuring. I got to keep trying. I got to keep figuring it out. And I find when we're uncertain on what to do next, right? When we've tried all these things in the past, and we're like, okay, what is the next move? For me, my, my mindset around this is I just have to take a step. I have to take the next step. I don't know where it's going to lead. I don't know if it's going to be successful. I don't know if this will be the final answer, but I know that if I want to build momentum, then I have to take a step. And then from there, the next step becomes clear and there the next step becomes clear, but I have to move forward because I'm never going to figure it out if I'm stagnant, if I don't try something. I've got to keep moving. I've got to keep trying. I've got to keep figuring out. I've got to keep that that vision, that goal so strong in my mind and then move because with movement creates momentum. It creates answers. It creates clarity and you're constantly moving towards your goals. This is why I have this mantra in my life that everything is building me momentum. Everything is an opportunity for healing and growth because even if I'm not certain that that is the next move for me, I know for certainty that if I take a move, one step that I am going to move closer to my to my goals. Even if that 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 move is sometimes leads to failure, it also gives me so much feedback so I can figure out what actually does work. Okay, so we coached through this and we she ended up joining and and we set her goals um at the main goal of 50 pounds, but the first goal we set was the first 20. And then we could celebrate and then game plan for the next, next 30. So first goal, 20 pounds down 20 of the 50, we wanted to get her energy levels up. So they were around a two to three out of 10, which is the, I can barely get out of bed. Like I, I, I struggle to get out of bed and we wanted to get them to an eight or nine. And the ballpark where we knew we were achieving this was at the end of her day, she could play with her kids. Because right now, like she was not at the start of this, she was not, she had no energy to go play with her kids at all. She just wanted to lie on the couch. She didn't want to be interrupted. She just wanted bed, Netflix, like don't talk to me. And then we also set a confident goal for her because numbers are just numbers. I care about how you feel in your body. So she wanted to have family photos done. And at the beginning, the thought of that was terrifying of like actually having a photo to solidify where she was at in her life was terrifying. So we set a confident goal that she would start booking or looking for photographers and to put in her mind, even like a Pinterest board on the dresses she wanted to, to buy and the vibe of this photo shoot. So that was our third goal. So once we started, once we got solidified on the goals, we went through step one, which is our hormone met metabolic assessment. So what we realized on this assessment that she had pretty severe constipation. And so we addressed that immediately by removing a few very triggering foods. We added two supplements in to help support proper digestion. That was the first thing we did. Then we noticed there was a massive blood sugar roller coaster going on. So lots of ups and downs and energy throughout the day. We assessed what she was eating. Whenever someone comes in, I want to see what you're doing first. 
because I don't want to make these dramatic changes without knowing where you started from. So typically the first week or so of our protocol is you doing exactly what you were doing before. <laughs> no changes because we need to see what you were doing to get to where you are right now so that we know the fastest way to get through it. So when we were assessing what she was currently doing, it was blood sugar roller coaster nightmare. So the next step we took is we put her on an intermittent fasting approach that was specific for the female body. And then we balanced out her meals a little bit better. There was quite a few naked carbs. So we just made some adjustments on those to get the blood sugar levels stable throughout the day. Now, in terms of movement, we just added in walking. That's it. So we were down first week. She lost the so first seven days. She lost five pounds, which that's a super quick win. I love that. And then after the seven days, we had regular bowel movements and we brought her energy up to a four out of 10, not a significant change in energy, but it was enough. I, I, I like that. We saw some changes in how she woke up in the morning. So woke up and, and actually had energy to get out of bed and the regular bowel movements. I mean, that's, that's, that's everything because if that's blocked, good luck, right? We've got toxin weight circulating everywhere. So I'm, I'm super happy. We we're able to clear that out so fast. Now, step two, we focus more on blood sugar. So after that first week, we really dialed into blood sugar, focusing on what she was eating. And then we also noticed a lot of inflammatory based weight gain. So we adopted an anti-inflammatory approach to food, not a huge diet overhaul. We just switched some of the the triggering fat storing foods for more fat burning foods that had an anti-inflammatory approach. And so this change actually made a huge difference because after four weeks, she was down 10 pounds. I call that inflammatory weight gain, which is tends to be a lot, um, sorry, inflammatory weight loss, which tends to be a lot quicker than hormonal or metabolic weight loss. Inflammatory is like quick. So that was a fun win. Step three, we moved into her metabolism. So now that we had inflammation pretty low, we focused on metabolic support. So protein targets, caloric intake, um, and just monitoring that to make sure she was hitting her levels. Now, all the changes we, we took with her were very slow because she was so busy in her career, so busy in her life, we couldn't do a whole diet overhaul. She didn't have hours in the day to spend on this. So we looked at what she was currently doing and just made three subtle changes at a time. And so every week she was able to implement those changes. And the next week we would give her three more. So by doing this, it, it felt like she was going so slow, but we were able to move so quickly because we broke it down in simple ways for her to implement into her lifestyle. So we did that approach for another month, small baby changes to boost metabolic levels up, focusing on the protein, focusing on caloric intake. And in that second month, she was down another 10 pounds. So, so far she had lost 20 pounds in those two months, which was amazing. Now, quite quick, like when I think about healthy hormone, metabolic friendly weight loss, that is pretty fast. I, I kind of like it a little bit slower, but because she had so much inflammation in her body, it, it flushed off, <laughs> which is cool. But the rest of the journey did take her a little bit longer, um, which I like. I like a slow sustained weight loss because if weight loss is too fast, your body does rebel. Your body's like, what is happening? It can go into that sense of fight or flight. So I prefer a slower, steady weight loss so that your body creates a kind of set point weight. But for her specifically, and anyone that comes in with inflammatory weight gain, the first 20 tends to be a lot easier than the rest. Okay, step four, we did adrenal work with her. 
So there was lots of stress, lots of overstimulation, lots of stories she was telling about herself and her job and her career. So we did some work, we did some adrenal supplementation just to help her cortisol response down. Uh, she did have quite a bit of anxiety. So we did some supplements and some coaching around that. And that was the main focus for the next, um, I would say four to six weeks at that point. So she was progressing along quite well from here. So losing, I would say one to three pounds per week. So we did the adrenal work. We got her energy up so that she was playing with her kids at about this point. So I would say week nine, the um, inflammation decreased. So her body wasn't experiencing so much pain anymore, which was awesome because if we're in pain, it affects our mood, it affects our energy, it affects everything. So we were able to take the pain down quite significantly that she was going to the park playing with her kids, which is awesome. Now, step five, what we did was the cycle sinking component. So she was in a place where inflammation was down. We were working on the stress. She was eating an anti-inflammatory approach to food. She was hitting her protein targets. Energy was up to around an eight. And so eight out of 10. So we started to work on the cycle sinking because that just accelerated her fat loss where we we looked at the different phases of her cycle and we just tweaked the plan slightly according to which phase she was in. So in luteal menstruation, she had a different vibe energy about to her than the follicular and ovulation phase. And so we started to align with our hormones even more. Now, step six we did with her was basically maintenance because at this point she was eating really well. Um, she was still allowed to, not going to say allowed, but she still indulged in foods with her kids. She loved ice cream. She loved popcorn. So we couldn't take that away from her. But in terms of inflammatory food, she was hitting like a 90% anti-inflammatory with maybe one to two indulgence per week. Um, she was moving. We added in some fat burning exercises too, once we healed her adrenal response, but all she had time for was like 30 minutes, four times a week. We just knew she was moving so much with her kids that that was more than enough. We just wanted to build some muscle mass onto her body too. So at this point she was losing about three pounds per week. So we kept her here for a while and just provided the accountability and making sure she was consistent through the tough moments. And with that, she was able to lose the 50 pounds and the 38 inches. Because what I find is important is once we get something moving, it's sticking with it. And so having that coach for her there just to hold her when moments got tough, just to give her a little pep talk if she, she wanted to give up, we worked a lot on the confidence piece because I mean, a number is just a number. How you feel in your body has nothing to do with a number, but just working on finding that love and that pride with her body again, especially after having her kids. There was a lot of coaching moments in that and, and looking at food as fuel and exercise to support her and making sure that she knew she was worthy and valuable of taking time for because she felt guilty, right? Guilty in investing in herself, guilty in taking time to, to do some movement, guilty on taking a rest or reading a book. So we worked on that, on, on really recognizing that she was valuable and worthy to take time for and that the more rested and optimized she was, she was going to be a better wife. She was going to be a better mom. She was going to show up more powerfully in her career. Right? She was going to be able to live the life that, that she wanted and let go of the shame and let go of you know, all the, the insecurities that were holding her back from doing what she wanted to do. 
So I'm really excited to share that she is down the 50 pounds of 38 inches. I'm looking forward. I don't have the pictures yet from the photo shoot, but the photo shoot has been booked and we are outfit shopping now. So I'm so excited to see those pictures and I've gotten some progress photos of her and just the pride and excitement on her face every time we, we continue to get more and more success. So I wanted to share this journey with you, just walking you through step-by-step step on, on what we what we did. Now, as the coach is working with her, she's moving through the modules too and learning about stress and food and all the things that we love to teach about. So she was able to really show up for her herself. And I'm not going to say it was easy, right? There was moments she wanted to quit. There was moments where she was you know, frustrated if one week she lost three and the next week she lost nothing, right? It's that motivation um, to keep going, even if you're not seeing instant results every single day and being able to, she, she had a lot of stress eating problems at the beginning and being able to rewire those patterns were huge because in the past she would just go and grab a Kit Kat bar or an O'Henry and just eat it when she was stressed. So she was able to learn a lot of coping mechanisms so that she didn't reach for the self-sabotaging foods when she was stressed. Nothing wrong with enjoying those foods when you want to, but I think it's more of an issue if you're constantly stressed and then instead of expressing the stress or releasing the stress, you are using food or other things to, to cope instead of dealing with that core stress wound. So I hope that this was inspiration. I know for myself, when I see examples of success, it just anchors into me that, hey, I can have this too. So I wanted to share what we did, how we did it, and just be that beacon of light if you're in a place very similar to this client. So thank you so much for tuning in. I will leave um, some show notes if you're curious about our protocol and would love the support that we provide in our weight loss protocol. I'll leave that in the show notes for you. But thank you for being here and I will see you on the next episode.